Hi, I'm Paul Johnson. Thanks for listening to the podcast from Life Support. First, it was the lupus. And a lot of times, if you have one autoimmune disease, you, you have several, you eventually will get several. So a few years after that, it was diagnosed with fibromyalgia. Then it was uh, Raynaud's, which um, affects the circulation in your fingers and your toes. Um, and so, yeah, we just kind of, as the years went on, they just kind of kept adding things to mm -hmm. the list. And we just, you know, managed uh, as best we could. Kevin and Kelly Christian have been through a lifetime of physical challenges together, yet have found hope even through multiple battles. Kevin is a youth leader at Ridgewood Church, where our host is the lead pastor, and we welcome you to Life Support and the incredible journey you are about to experience with this husband and wife team. Everything you do from then on is different. One of the detectives, I think his name was He was Derek. a golden boy. All we can do right now is come Extreme together. Extreme domestic violence, multiple rapes. This is Life Support, hosted by Pastor Paul Johnson from Ridgewood Church in Minnetonka, Minnesota. My name is Steve Johnson, director of Five Stone Media, co-sponsor of this program, and our goal is to use story to bring hope and healing. And now let's join the conversation with Pastor Paul. So glad you joined us on Life Support. And what we do on this show is we tell stories to help you find a deeper relationship with Jesus through suffering and trauma. And I'm so glad to welcome one of our own here today from Ridgewood Church. I have Kevin and Kelly Christian. Kevin is our student ministries pastor. Kelly is his lovely wife that does most of the work. <laughs> and I'm glad you're both here. Thanks for joining me. It's great to be here. Thank great you. To be here. So the reason you're here is is you have a story that's not an easy story, but it is a God-centered story. And uh, Kelly, I don't know if you want to just begin by kind of explaining where you're at right now, and then maybe we can backtrack 20 years ago when kind of this all started and what Jesus has meant to you through that time. So maybe just give us a brief update of, of how you're doing right now. Okay. So um, I'm currently um, doing chemotherapy treatments for Hodgkin's lymphoma. Uh, the diagnosis was made the uh, end of March. It was, um, and tomorrow will be my fourth uh, treatment, and we have about 12 of them scheduled. So um, diagnosis was a long time coming. I've started with symptoms uh, last May, and I started getting sick episodes, which we've come to call them. Uh, basically, every three weeks, I would spike a really high fever for days. I would get swollen lymph nodes, ears would hurt, body would ache, night sweats, and these would last about five or six days. And then um, three weeks to the day, it would all begin again. And um, the episodes as we got later into 2020 would get longer, eight or nine days. And then um, I would come out of it and I would feel halfway decent. And then three weeks to the date of the first mm -hmm. symptoms, it would all start again. Um, so it, it what they had found was um, the EBV virus um, that normally, say you've ever had um, mono, that just would stay in a normal person's system and um, and wouldn't come back up. But for me, having an autoimmune condition, uh, lupus, 
it ended up that for some reason, if you have an autoimmune condition, it can sometimes rear its ugly head and start causing uh, these, these issues that I was having and ultimately can cause lymphoma. And so that's what the diagnosis was. Um, yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that very much. And I know that uh, you guys have been walking this journey for a long time. So, Kevin, why don't you kind of take us back to when kind of Kelly's health issues began and, and, and uh, what was the genesis of all of that? Yeah, we were uh, – I remember we were dating. We just had begun dating, and I think it was our second date. Um, we were talking, and Kelly sat down with me, and, and she said, hey, I got something I want to tell you. Um, I have a disease called lupus. And I remember at the time thinking, um, and, I, and I told her this, that, you know, okay, well, go ahead and get a shot, uh, get that taken care of, and we'll go on and, and, and live our lives. I didn't even know how to spell the word at the time, right? And so I had really no clue um, what that meant for her, for our lives. Um, most of the time that we were dating, she never had any kind of a, a real bad flare-up or anything like that um, with, with lupus. Um, but it was about six months into our marriage that I was carrying her to the bathroom and uh, because she had had a, a pretty, pretty severe flare-up that I started to realize, okay, this is, this is lupus. This is what we're going to be dealing with. Um, so early, early on, I didn't get it. Um, but after the, the flare-ups began to happen, I started to, to really realize um, what this was going to possibly look like in our lives. Um, even back then, I don't think that I fully grasped what the the journey was going to be like. In fact, I know I didn't, um, just because I hadn't I hadn't really ever dealt with it before. Um, so early on, it, it it became something that was going to be very real in our marriage. I think if we knew what was coming, none of us would probably do anything. Um, That's right. yeah. So not only then uh, were you dealing with this, but you were also uh, entering into ministry at that point. And you were, what were you doing at that point in ministry? Um, I had um, gotten my first ministry position and was just getting, getting used to what that life was, was going to look like. So to balance um, ministry and, and investing in students' lives, um, at first was, uh, again, something that we didn't realize what that was going to look like um, as, as the future unfolded, just because um, Kelly had really felt the call at that time, too, to be a part of what I was doing, to be in, in youth ministry and student ministries. Um, so there would be times that we would plan events uh, that she was going to be kind of an integral part of, and then all of a sudden a flare-up would happen, and we would be kind of left with, okay, what, what do we do next? So... Um, what eventually began to happen is that Kelly would do a lot of the behind-the-scenes things. That uh, Those things, if they didn't get done, we couldn't move forward with, with events or outings or anything in, in ministry. Yeah, that's, that's difficult. And, and Kelly, it went from kind of uh, bad to worse, right? I mean, you got, you got some, some more news after, after that and went through some really difficult stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, like, first it was the lupus, and a lot of times if you have one autoimmune disease, you you have several, you eventually will get several. So a few years after that, it was diagnosed with fibromyalgia. Then it was uh, Raynaud's, which um, affects the circulation in your fingers and your toes. 
Um, and so, yeah, we just kind of, as the years went on, they just kind of kept adding things to mm -hmm. the list. And we just, you know, managed um, as best we could. Um, I think the, the first real powerful evidence of what this was going to look like for our lives is when we decided we wanted to have a, a child. Mm -hmm. And um, just got a lot of people praying and really felt God just speak to our hearts saying, if you, if you raise this child to know me, um, I'll bless you. Because we, um, the doctors were telling us this is probably not a good idea just because of the medication that she was on and the toll that this could possibly take on her body. So we just really felt God's confirmation that he's going um, to bless the situation. Mm -hmm. um, Kelly got off um, quite a bit or almost all of her medication to be able to, to have a child. And, and also the miscarriage rate is very high for mm -hmm. someone with lupus. So we didn't know what to expect, what, you know, this journey would look like. And um, he, one of the ways we could just see God's hand over it was, yes, getting off the meds. And then also we, um, I had went to go see uh, an OBGYN that, um, and Kevin and I set up an appointment just as a consult, just to, this was uh, my doctor already, but I didn't really know what his background was and so to speak and we went and we talked to him and I said well you know you know my situation you know I have lupus um, you know the prognosis of four patients you try to conceive and I said do you have any experience with patients with lupus and he said actually uh, I was out at Stanford and I did my residency and I worked under one of the top lupus OBGYN doctors that there was and so that was just a huge relief to us to know that this man had experience and um, just felt like God had just lined that up perfectly. We'll be back to the conversation with Kevin and Kelly Christian in just a moment. You know our host Pastor Paul is a survivor himself and that's what life support is all about. Survivors in discussion with other survivors. My name is Steve Johnson, Executive Director of Five Stone Media, and we are honored to be a co-sponsor of this program. And for more information about our work, you can log on to www.lifesupportresources.org. And now, back to Pastor Paul. And we went and we talked to him, and I said, well, you know, you know my situation, you know I have lupus, um, you know the prognosis of four patients you try to conceive. And I said, do you have any experience with patients with lupus? And he said, actually, uh, I was out at Stanford and I did my residency and I worked under one of the top lupus OBGYN doctors that there was. And so that was just a huge relief to us mm -hmm. to know that this man had experience and um, just felt like God had just lined that up perfectly. Yeah, no randomness there at all. Right. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. Kelly, what was it like um, for you as a believer getting these diagnoses? How did you grapple through that with God? Well, honestly, I, um, I had not uh, accepted Christ mm. uh, when I was diagnosed at 19. Uh, so uh, I lived um, the first five, six years of my diagnosis. Um, you know, I've always, I was raised with the faith and I uh, was raised Catholic and always knew about God um, and, you know, would feel close to him at, at throughout different phases in my life, um, but never had really 
asked him to be Lord of my life. So um, even during that time of diagnosis in the early years, uh, I did feel a peace just knowing that he had me um, and just trusting that he had the situation. Um, but that just continued to just deepen once my relationship with him had deepened. And I just have, have pretty much always looked at it like, yeah, this, this isn't what, my, if I had could write my story, this would not be part of it. However, there's gotta be something here. He's taking me through this um, for a reason. And so does that mean that we don't have our, our discouraging days? Not at all, we do, but um, overall, I just look at it like there's there's a reason for this and I'm, I don't wanna miss what he's trying to teach me, what he's trying to teach Kevin our family as a couple. Mm -hmm. A lot of people would hear that and they would say, well, that sounds good for you, but I really haven't gotten there. And, you know, my wife's ill or I'm ill or something's going on in my life. To to what do you attribute being able to adopt that mindset? How how did you get there? Um, gosh, how did I get there? Well, I, I think I think for me, and I think this will kind of answer that question for Kelly too. Um, it was all about experiencing God through those early trials. Um, with with the pregnancy, um, it actually the pregnancy went really really well. Mm-hmm. Um, it was bed rest, I think, what for the last month or so. But Kelly felt really healthy during that time. Um, and then it was about a year later, our daughter was, was around one years old, when the lupus just kind of came raging back. And I'll, I'll just kind of let Kelly tell you that, that part of it and then why times like that um, got us through seeing God's hand, got us through those, those really, really tough times. Yeah, so when I was pregnant, I actually did feel really well. The um, hormones were great for my body, and I was like, I want to be pregnant forever. This is mm-hmm. excellent. And then, The first woman that has ever said that. <laughs> and then about six months, nine months afterwards, actually, I, I, I want to back up a little bit. I don't think it was even that long. I remember um, within a few weeks, actually, um, I was home you know, uh, during the day uh, alone with Kira, and... I had such bad wrist pain that I could barely, I had wrist braces on, I could barely get her out of her her crib on my own. And I remember thinking, wow, this is this my life as, as, a, as a new mom, not almost not able to care for my child. Um, and then as the months went on, the lupus just ravaged my body. Um, it we would just get one thing under control because it can attack all organs in your body and so we would just get one area under control and then another one would flare up i remember almost nine months into it i woke up one morning and i was stuck to my pillowcase because i had had a, a lupus rash on my face and i went to bed the night before and sometimes or the night when i went to bed the night before there was no they were just like scabby mm-hmm. on my face and mm-hmm. woke up and they were just oozing and i was stuck to my pillowcase and it just one thing after another within those um first few years and then it attacked my kidneys and we tried all these different medications and nothing seemed to work uh so the last resort for lupus patients sometimes chemotherapy 
can help restore your kidneys to fully function again. And that's what happened. The kidneys, um, after 10 months, the, my kidneys were working well. And, um, and eventually we got out of that rough period through the chemo, through a lot of things, and it settled down for a while. But that's the craziness of the disease is that, you know, you can have good weeks, bad weeks, good days, bad days. You just never quite know. But that's a lot to deal with as a young couple, trying to to make your way and then having your first child. And Mm -hmm. most people just have a hard time under perfect circumstances, let alone this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what did that teach you? And and that's kind of those those times that I'm talking about. there were there were three times in in the twenty five years, not including this last year of what we've been dealing with, but three times in the twenty five years that we were married, that um, Kelly got so sick that we wondered if you know the the next day was going to be there, um, and each time that we we went through those valleys, um, God showed his his grace, his mercy, his love. Uh, for us, even though, you know, there were times that we wondered, God, are you here um, during the actual the actual trial? But to take her through that that first major trial after our daughter was born, after Kira was born, and to see the what the rash had did to her face and to her body, she wondered if her skin would ever um, be healed again, be back to what it used to be. Um, as her husband, I wondered that same thing. And through through medicine, through prayer, um, God did it. He he completely healed her um, to where she didn't have any any scarring at all on her face. So it was times like that that we needed to go through um, to be able to see the goodness of God, and and that was that's part of our journey. Um, that's part of of this whole this whole process of of dealing with things like that because we do we see we see God's hand and and. Even though this last year has been a really, really difficult year, the the worst physically, I think of of our, our whole marriage, um, it's been there, there's been a peace, um, the sense that God has our backs, um, lupus, chronic illness, stuff like that. Um, it really stole a lot from our marriage. Uh, when we entered our marriage, there was a sense of of just kind of okay, this is all this is all new, and and we're gonna we both love to be active, and we golfed together, and we played tennis, and we rode bike, um, and you know within the first year or two, all of that came to an end. Um, it stole int- intimacy a lot of times between um, Kelly and I, and and it caused as as a husband, um, I felt a lot of times really helpless. I really wanted to make her feel better. I really wanted to um, help her to be able to get out of bed and, and begin to just enjoy life a little bit more. Um, and, and that was difficult. That was difficult to deal with. That caused a lot of loneliness. Uh, there were times, you know, a lot of times where the weekend would come and a lot of my friends, a lot of couples that we knew were out doing things. And um, we weren't. We would have to just sit around and i um, kind of be in the house just because of that, you know, Kelly wasn't able to be in the sun because that's uh, a thing with lupus. Um, so it caused a, a lot of a lot of loneliness. So chronic illness, lupus, things like that definitely tend to steal from from marriages. Um, 
and and that you know again that was part and continues to be part of our journey together dealing with those things seeing god's goodness during those times of our lives so it's it's definitely you know we we are another one of those couples that haven't arrived we don't sit on a throne right now going oh things are all fine now even though mm-hmm. there's trials you know we we just face it with complete faith and um, it's it's still it's better much much better God has done so much in us mm-hmm. and, and much much better than it used to be but um, we are still journeying all of the things that we're dealing with do you find that people in the church know what to do when they meet you and when they find out what you're dealing with Kelly I think because uh, a lot of times you don't see the the effects or the the symptoms um you can hide it pretty well obviously during those big rash moments you can't hide it real well but um i think it's it's more like a hidden disease so um i don't think that people really i mean i didn't understand it when i was diagnosed with it i thought well can you give me a prescription and i'll be on my way so you know when you hear the word lupus um you you just don't really understand it and so when you meet someone and you tell them that, um, I think you know they. I think a lot of people try to understand, but I don't think they understand. They don't really probably understand because they're not there 24 hours mm-hmm. a day. They don't see you behind closed doors. They don't see the cuts in your fingers because of bad circulation, where you can, you know, can't do certain things. Fine, your fine motor skills aren't working well. All the little things that you just deal with on a day-to-day basis. So I think people definitely try to understand, um, but it's difficult. You know, if I didn't have it and I met Mm -hmm. someone who had it, you know, you can read about it. You can try to put yourself in their place, but I don't think anyone fully gets it. Is that in itself isolating? Uh, Yes, I would Mm -hmm. say so. Um, And I think also, you know, you struggle with, um, you know, maybe telling someone you're having a bad, a bad couple of days, and then that person maybe talks to someone else who says, "Yeah, I heard Kelly was having a few bad days. Well, I just saw her and she looked great. Mm-hmm. She didn't mention anything to me." So then, you know, you wonder like, do people think that you're just embellishing your story or, or making things up mm-hmm. about how how difficult it really is? Um, so I just think overall, chronic illness is is hard for people to understand. Yeah. yeah. What would you like someone to say to you if you run into somebody in the church lobby and you flash that big smile that you have? And what would you like people to say? What kind of questions do you want them to ask, or do you want them just to not ask? That's very interesting because sometimes, you know, I don't. I've never wanted these diseases that I deal with to um, kind of be my identity. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yep. So um, I don't want it to be that, oh, there's Kelly, the lupus girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah. um, so I think, you know, with with closer friends who I've shared more more details about it, you know, asking me how I'm doing and how are you really doing? You know, um, because my first thought is when someone asks me that is, I'm good. I'm not going to get into, yeah. well, today this is hurting yeah. and that's hurting. So I think, you know, with my closer friends, just having them be real with me, how are you really doing today? 
Um, but obviously I don't think I would want everybody coming up to me and just, hi, are you okay today? Can I hug you? Will that hurt? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know. Well, that can be exhausting. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And it can and it can feel awkward if you think that people are tiptoeing around you. Right. Um, but yet you don't really need platitudes either because True. you sort of know what you're dealing with and mm-hmm. you've been on this journey for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is why I think in churches we need to continue to learn how to talk about these things right. and how to learn to help each other go through these kinds of trials. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, I think there's a, a sense in the Christian community that I, if I throw out the right Bible verse, uh, they'll take that and they'll go back and get better and everything will be okay. Right. Not always the way it works, right. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I really appreciate you two being here this week. I'll ask some more questions I want to get to next time. But um, you're, you're both very courageous. You're filled with faith and you're a tremendous encouragement. So thanks for sharing your story. Absolutely. I appreciate it very much. That's uh, Kevin and Kelly Christian. They are the student ministry pair here. Kevin is the pastor at Ridgewood Church, and uh, they've got this amazing story to tell. And that's what we do here. We tell stories about how you can find Christ at a deeper level within trauma, within suffering, when things aren't going the way you want them to go. I want to thank our fine partners, Faith Radio, MyFaithRadio.com. They've been great to us. You can see a video version of this show at fivestonemedia.com. And if you'd like to support the ministries of Ridgewood Church, including the production of this life support podcast, you can find giving information at myrwc.org slash give. So thanks so much for being here, and we'll catch you next time on Life Support. for listening to this life support podcast these conversations are available because of listener support you can make a gift now at myfaithradio.com to avoid missing future editions of life support subscribe to the podcast today at itunes or your podcast player and thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and grow the impact of life support